Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. And our interest in having this radio show is for awakening souls, intuition, and fulfilling purpose, and so, so much more. Today's theme is going to be everything is energy. Sounds like a simple concept, but we have a lot to say about it. It's all inclusive. (laughs) It is. Today we'll first look at what it means when we say that everything is energy. Then we'll explore how to work with energy, with everything as energy. Not just working with energy, but working (laughs) with everything. And what is everything? Well, one of the things that I like to start with when talking about energy is that everything is energy. The chair you're sitting in, the car you're sitting in, the walls of your house, the steps to the building where you work, the air, the sky, the planets, let's get bigger and bigger, the galaxies, the entire universe is made up of this stuff we call energy. So it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it also gets smaller and it gets smaller, as you know, and you're starting in about second or third grade. You started studying science and got to see that things are made of cells and molecules and atoms and the parts of atoms. But it goes beyond that. It goes to the much more subtle energy levels so that eventually we'll be able to uh, track every single level of energy there is in this universe But meanwhile, those of us that are extra sensitive know about the subtle energies, including our thoughts, what we feel around us, that sort of thing. So an example of being the effect or knowing about energy, everybody has this, even those of you that might be on the fence about all this psychic stuff. For instance, you're walking along and all of a sudden the hair on the back of your neck stands up. What does that usually tell you? Usually tell you tells you there's something going on that you need to pay attention to. And sometimes it can be disconcerting, especially if you're walking down a dark street or something, but it's good. It's our subtle energy awareness letting us know that something's up and we need to take a look. Also, those of you that are sensitive to buildings and spaces, you walk into a building and you feel something. You feel it's safe or not safe. Uh, Many times people we know who live in San Francisco before an earthquake will say, for the three days I kept sensing and feeling and even seeing pictures of an earthquake. So that's a different kind of subtle energy of looking at what's about to happen. But there are always signs and energy factors going on before an earthquake happens, for instance. One of my favorites from the time I was a very little girl was, is sort of a two-way street here, was sensing when somebody was staring at me. So it's almost like (laughs) Michael just made a funny face. You know, you'd be standing there and being a little child, a lot of people look at little children and they have their opinions about them like, 
their hair is too long or whatever, but any kind of attention point on me, I would turn around and stare back at the person and that then I would watch them sort of back up. And if they didn't physically back up, they backed up with what I later learned was their own energy. But I have a very strong attention point. So when I look at someone, for instance, um, I ran into a friend recently who I haven't seen about for about 25 years. It was so delightful to see her. And one of the things I was sharing with her was an incident that happened when we were both in our training in a psychic institute is I was looking across the room at her and I was admiring how pretty her haircut was. I loved it and thought, oh, geez, I'd love to have a haircut like that, but it looks so pretty. And she was talking to the person next to her and she interrupted the talking to the person next to her and looked at me and said, I need to get a haircut. I'm going to chop all this off. (laughs) (laughs) She actually heard my thought form go right to her head. That's how strong my attention point was on her. So I learned something about what happens with not only sensitive people. This happens to people who aren't that sensitive as well. And this is something that can be tuned up to um, a higher level where it becomes useful as a more aware person. So, Michael, I wanted to have you speak about energy in the way that you had prepared. But that was that was the introduction I wanted to talk about, just being aware of how we have sensing devices within our being and within our body to, to even sense those more subtle energies and how much they affect us. Yes, and all the energy around us affects everything. Uh, your state of mind, and, and which is consciousness, right? And so when Albert Einstein came up with E equals MC squared, I mean, even grade school kids all pretty much know E equals MC squared. Isn't that something? Uh, top physicist, mathematician comes up with this such a simple equation that pretty much everyone knows at least, oh, E equals MC squared means energy and matter are interchangeable. It's the same. Everything is energy. Isn't that amazing? Because if we walk around and I, I, I tell somebody, oh, AX squared plus BX plus C equals zero. People would just look at me, most of the people, unless you're mathematically inclined or you're studying algebra in high school or someplace. Nobody will say, oh, that's a quadratic equation. <laughs> and what's that for and all that? But E equals MC squared. Oh, yeah. Energies matter. Energy equals mass times the uh, speed of light uh, squared. And so what does that mean? It's vibration, frequency. But once Albert Einstein came up with this equation, the whole scientific world went into a whole new space of looking at, okay, everything's energy. And at that point, they couldn't, quote, prove it, even mathematically or by corroboration and physical experiments and stuff. But I just heard recently in France, they finally found corroboration in the uh, subatomic particle 
behaviors and stuff that actually corroborates on an experimental level uh, E equals MC squared. It's taken over a century. But that's why science is very slow in change. But this is something mystics have known for millennia because they don't have to go through physical experimentations to try to prove everything. To a mystic, just the experience of intuitive knowing. You just know and you have certainty. This is my experience. Just the same way that you'll experience, oh, the sun is shining today. Prove it. (laughs) Well, I don't know (laughs) how to prove it, but I know it's shining today. I see it. I am experiencing it. Okay. So energy, everything is energy, means also it's consciousness. Everything is consciousness. And so if energy is everything, everything is energy. Consciousness is part of everything. And it's energy as well. So then, after Einstein came up with the E equals MC squared and the scientists all started to investigate and explore that territory of everything being energy, some of them ran into an obvious difficulty when they start to deal with subatomic particles. The behaviors were so delicate sensitive that what you can't see with your physical eyes on a very uh, dense physical level of matter you can notice on a subatomic particle and so then you can't uh, this guy named Heisenberg came up with the uncertainty principle where you can't measure you can't point out this is the position of that particle at the same time find out It's velocity. How fast is it moving? Because if you know one, the other's already changed. If you know the other, the first has already changed. So you can't nail it both down at the same time. Like you could get, you know, if you have one of those uh, speed detectors, somebody can be standing on the side of the road and says, oh, that car, when it was at point X, was going 65 miles an hour. And you can get a ticket or not. <laughs> and so, but you can't do that with a subatomic particle. And so then they're going, okay, because subatomic particles have have this these properties like waves. Ah, it's not just this thing, it's a wave pattern. And and it interacts. Everything's always interacting. And so that then becomes Oh, yeah, no wonder there's a thing called the observer effect in scientific experiments where when somebody's, depending on who's watching and how they're observing the experiment, it changes. Hmm. Now we're starting to have, oh, yeah, consciousness is energy. Energy is consciousness. So the consciousness of who's there. Who's observing? Just like Raphael was talking about when she was looking at that lady across the room and going, oh, about her hair. And the woman says, oh, I'm going to have to chop off my hair. (laughs) Because she was having this sensitivity to people 
looking at her hair and judgments and and criticisms within her from her past comes up and she makes decisions based on that. But how much of this is going on all the time in every one of our lives, even when we sleep? Some of us wake up all of a sudden in the middle of the night because now we live in a society where we know people all over the world, even if if it's on a social site like Facebook or Twitter, well, somebody in India or somebody in Australia might be awake when we're sleeping and they think about us or they, you know, whether it's a very positive kind of a comment on Facebook or, or a very negative, angry comment, and they put their attention on who the other person is, who I am or who you are, and that might disturb your sleep or it'll come into your dream state and it affects your dreaming. So this effect on one's consciousness from other people's attention. Well, when you have an attention, just like Raphael was saying, she had an attention about admiring this woman's hair. But that's a very specific kind of energy, which is different than if she had was looking at that same moment at the same time, thinking about, you know, uh, whether she was overweight or underweight or or being interested in being a friend or not, or I don't like her or I like her, whatever. The energy is very different. You all know that. You've experienced it time and time and time again where you walk up to somebody who you don't even know and you feel uncomfortable already you feel like they're looking down their nose and and they're criticizing you, even if they haven't spoken a word. And you go, I don't want to be here with around this person. And so when you're being welcomed, when somebody's going, oh, I'm so happy to see you. They don't say anything. They might not even have a facial expression, but around such a person, you feel welcomed. Oh, yeah. I can be here. And you relax and you feel at home. And when somebody's, you know, judging you, especially harshly and critically, and you go, oh, I don't belong here. I shouldn't be here and things like that. And this is what we want to explore more today. And what happens? Uh, How do we change energy. That's what we're interested in, right? It's, you can wake up, oh, gee, I need my espresso quadruple. (laughs) Off the wrong side of the bed. (laughs) Yeah, and oh, but that's just energy, and that's how do we change that energy? Well, we have to change how we see things and what we're seeing in our mind's eye, inside of us, not so much physically what we're seeing with our eyes, but what are we Perceiving, what are we imagining? What are we seeing inside of our mind when we go, Oh, I'm so tired, or I don't feel like, you know, doing this, or yay, I, I'm so happy, and whatever. And so we're going to um, look at, okay, what are, we, what are we looking at inside our own mind when we have these different feelings, when we're comfortable, when we're anxious, when we're irritated? Ah. We're looking at specific things, thoughts, images, colors, energies. Basically, it's all energy. 
And within our mind, it's all energy. And so to change one's consciousness, we have to make a decision. But all of decisions, everything we make up in our mind, everything we create, everything we decide, requires imagination. So imagination is key to transforming your life. If you'll notice, everything in the world, you know, everybody learns early on in their lives that, oh, that's just imagination. It's not real. It doesn't make any difference. If you keep on, you know, thinking just uh, that's real and stuff, then you're going to be sent to the nut house. But if you really think about it, everything in the world, uh, the house you live in, the car you drive in, the road you're driving on, Someone, or actually a bunch of people, use their imagination to produce. An architect has to use his imagination to design a house or a building. The engineers have to use their imagination. Sure, they know a lot of math and formulas, equations, and all that, but they have to use their imagination. So we're going to come back to using our imagination to change your lives, change the energy. And when you reset the energy of your day, of your space, of your life, you start that first step of transforming it from where it is to where you really like it to be. And everyone knows intuitively, we're not here to suffer and be in pain. This is part of what living the miracle is about. Living the miracle for us is we could use our imagination, our innate spirit creativity to transform, to heal ourselves and our lives. We're coming up on our first break. When we return from the break, we'll continue exploring working with energy and we'll take some callers. So within the U.S., the toll-free number is 888-346-9141. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you always known that something different was possible for your life and in the world? What if you could create beyond your current reality? If your relationships, finances, business, health, and life could be anything, what would they be? Join Heather Nichols for an invitation to discover what is true for you in every area of your life and for conversations loaded with pragmatic tools for how to create it. Listen live every Monday at noon Pacific and 9 p.m. Central European time for Creating Beyond Reality on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Who are you, really? Are you the person you want to be, or are you the person that others want you to be? Think about that. We don't always recognize our gifts and potential because we stick to old methods of being and do what others in our lives tell us. It's time to break through. Listen for Rediscovering the Magic of Being with Marja. Each program connects you back to whom you were meant to be every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Hmm, Welcome back, everyone. Today we're talking about everything in the world and everything in our lives being energy. We're also discussing how you can learn to work with all the varieties of energy you encounter in your daily lives so that you can live the miracle more. Well, I wanted to start with a little story um, because it has to do with how aware you can be of energy that's very helpful from time to time. And, well, of course, everyone who is a psychic or a spiritual practitioner who does readings and that sort of things know about this, but sometimes a good reminder is helpful, even to you. So while I was in my, uh, sort of the apex of my training uh, many, many years ago in the 1980s, early 1980s, um, I was living in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, and I was traveling from one place to another. I was training and I was teaching and I was doing all kinds of things during that time period. And I was on Highway 280, I even remember, and I'm driving along. I was by myself in my car and all of a sudden there was this, it was what I experienced as a beam of energy that went straight through my car from the back to the front and out the front window. And it actually had, a, to me, it had a sound. So maybe this was because I was really working on being aware and I had done a clairvoyant reading that day and I was still vibrating in that clairvoyant space. But it was like a, you know, that kind of a sound. And I thought, what the heck is that? So I looked over my shoulder, over my right shoulder really briefly, and lo and behold, kind of at the back part of my car, there was a police car, and he had one of those um, speed guns pointed right at my car. And I thought, now that is a first for me. I have never experienced actually feeling the beam of that energy. So I knew it it sort of validated for me that I am becoming more aware. And these are the little things that you notice. You know, when you meet someone and their energy is all all in turmoil and, and you start to realize, oh my gosh, you know, I'm starting to be in turmoil. Or, yes. Yeah. It's like, um, oh, several years ago, I was on an airplane. Uh, I'm on airplanes a lot. <laughs> and... I'm sitting uncharacteristically in the middle seat, and um, 
we had turbulence. And when we had big turbulence, I looked to the uh, uh, staff, I looked to the um, stewardesses, stewards, and see how they react. Because if they're just going around and doing their business, then I'm going to go, oh, yeah, no big deal. But <laughs> this time, the stewardess I looked at, she ran to her station, her, her seat, and they have those double harnesses, shoulder harnesses. We just got these little uh, seat belts. So she's cinching both double shoulder harnesses down, really. And I look at her, and she is white as a sheet. And I'm going, okay, this is not good. <laughs> and sure enough, um, we're just going all over the place. People are screaming. And the uh, nice elderly woman next to me, white hair and everything, she is having a death grip on my arm. She's grabbing onto my arm so tight, it's hurting. So I turned to her and I said, and she goes, are we going to die? <laughs> and I said, oh, no, uh, um, are you not, uh, this, have you flown a lot in planes? And she goes, no, this is my first time. And I go, oh, great, oh, great. Um, well, you no, know, this is this is real common. It's nothing. It's we're not going to die. It's uh, these things. These airplanes can take a lot of abuse, and it's no problem. Just hanging in it. And she goes, "Oh, thank God!" And she reaches into her purse, pulls out a couple of little miniature bottles of vodka, downs both of them, boom, boom. <laughs> and I'm cracking up, and I thought this is great. And then in the meantime, the guy on the other side is white-knuckling it. So I elbow him a little bit, make a joke, and he starts laughing. And so our row is settling down, even though the rest of the plane is just going crazy. And then I turn to that woman and I said, what are you, um, where are you going? Well, she turns out to be a library scientist. And she's going to an international convention of librarians in um, in Washington D.C., I thought, well, that's fascinating. So I got, I thought, if I get her to talk about her area of expertise and certainty, she's going to have so much more certainty. She's going to get out of this fear. And so I did, and she starts giving me this wonderful lecture, because I asked her, the only thing <laughs> I knew about library science was there's a difference between a Dewey Decimal System and the Library of Congress system. So I asked her, what's the difference? And she launched into this whole amazing lecture. And the more she talked, ah, the calmer she got. The calmer she got, everything else started to calm down. And then I noticed the row right behind us was this young woman and her two little daughters. And the two little daughters all of a sudden start throwing their arms up in the air like you do, some people do, in the roller coaster rides. And they start to go, wee, this is better than an e-ride. And, and then the mother starts laughing. And by the time the two rows of us got out of that whole fear and panic and everything, Everybody else started to match that energy. This is what we call matching, matching energies. Energy, yeah. When a strong enough energy is set on a positive level, everybody starts to match that. And the whole cabin starts to match that energy that the six of us were in. And because nobody wants to be in panic and fear. And so then people start to talk with each other. And people are still, you know, praying and holding on to the armrests and everything. But... Um, 
they were much calmer. And then once the whole plane started to calm down, the turbulence went away completely. And the rest of the flight, quite a couple hours, uh, rest of the flight was as smooth as silk. So this is how we impact, how we transform the energy around us. And I've had this experience so many times from going to DMVs where you have to register or to the IRX, IRS. <laughs> I think I like the IRX. Yes, that's really good. Yeah. And so one time I I was being audited by the IRS uh, when I was a young guy and and didn't know much of anything and and I didn't even have an account and I I had one of those tax services, you know, for at that point 15 bucks and they'll file your taxes or something but you had to do all the work so I get all the papers organized I go over to the audit place at 8 o'clock in the morning is when my appointment is first when they open and my representative from the tax service meets me there never met him before and I notice he's tense and uh, this is not a fun thing to do right so then I notice, oh, the, the agents uh, who work there, the employees are coming into the place. The door's locked, but the security guard knows who the employees are. So he unlocks it, lets the employees in. So as this group of four women agents come in, and they're all serious and everything, so I, I smile, I say, hi, good morning. And I said, it's great to be here. And they go, well, what are you here for? I said, oh, I'm being audited. And they look at me kind of funny because I'm in such a good mood. And I said, yeah, I heard that the IRS is going through an image change. And they go, we are? And I said, well, that's what I heard. And what kind of image change? I said, well, they're giving incentives to people they're auditing so that it wouldn't be so bad. They go, they are? <laughs> and I said, yeah. In fact, today I, I heard the specialist breakfast with, with the <laughs> auditing. And, and of course, I'm smiling. And they one of them caught the joke and starts laughing. Everybody starts making jokes about, well, I would like that. And yes, why don't we do that? And so it became a little bit more of a festive uh, energy. That's all it takes, a little communication. And that's the secret. That's the key to changing the energy, transforming your life. It requires a little bit of imagination, a little bit of communication. It's always communication is the beginning of all healing, of all change, because the communication is the energy change. Before communication, you're just sitting there, and it's a little bit like static. Everybody's where they're at, and that's that's that. But then the minute somebody even says hello, and the way you say hello makes a whole difference. You can say hello, <laughs> or you can I can say hello, and that's a real welcome. It's a real greeting, and and when you really start to be able to have profound transformation, is when you are able to say hello from you, the spirit, the eternal, the limitless that you are to the limitless, eternal spirit, light in the other. And that's when the miracle begins. And so this is part of living the miracle requires you to start with a simple hello. But the hello isn't talking to somebody's body or their, their clothing or their hair. It's 
communicating directly to the spirit that they are. So for a moment, uh, in the last several episodes, we've been teaching a few little tools, real basic tools, and we taught you grounding the other day. And uh, so I'd like you to just go ahead and relax and give yourselves a deep breath and just ground yourselves. And those of you joining us for the first time today, just imagine, close your eyes and imagine a tree trunk extending from your tailbone area. This is the first chakra, the energy center that deals with self-preservation. That's where fear starts. So just ground that, connect that to the tree trunk all the way down to the center of the earth and just imagine it anchoring into the center of the earth and connect it to your first chakra, the base of your spine and just let go. And when you do, just deciding just to let go. You don't have to let go of something specific. Just let go and you'll notice, ah, the energy changes. And you're changing your consciousness, right? You're, you're deciding, oh, I can do something about the energy I'm experiencing. I can do something about the state of being I, I'm experiencing of myself in relationship to people, things, situations in the world. And especially when you don't like where you're at or it's uncomfortable or whatever, then you go, oh, I'm not a victim. See, this thing, EM equals MC squared, everything's energy. What that means is no one is ever, ever a victim. Everyone has power. You don't, you're never helpless. No matter what the circumstance in the world, no matter what condition your body's in, you're never helpless. You're never without power to change, to transform your life and where you are. But it starts with hello to yourself and you go, Oh, I could imagine being connected to the center of the earth with this tree trunk. I can imagine letting go. Ah, the energy's subtle but already changing. You're calmer. And then give yourself another deep breath and just be aware. Imagine that you're totally aware in the center of your head. Okay, you're... Imagining you're in the center of your head. Now, one of the ways, the very simple way that you could work with energy is imagining energy on a very subtle level as colors. You'll notice, you know, the rainbow uh, that comes out of the prism, prism is different vibrations for each color. Color is a vibration. It's energy. It's component parts of energy. It's vibration. So just... Imagine an image of a rose out in front of you. And once you imagine that image of a rose out in front of you, would you imagine that rose absorbing the energy of the room you're in, the most predominant energy of the room you're in, and let that rose become the color of that vibration that it's absorbing? Ah, so some of you, it might be green, some of it might be dark, some of it might be bright, but your, whatever you see in that rose, oh, that's a good indication of one of the major kinds of energy that's in the room. Now, would you imagine exploding that rose? Kaboom! And see that like fireworks or flash of light, just And that neutralizes that vibration. So 
you can do this many times, all, all kinds of in situations. And notice the difference when you did that. Now imagine another rose. And then do that again and see what color it turns this time. It might be picking up a different energy. might be picking up the same kind of energy. And then once you take a look and go, oh yeah, that's that vibration. And then imagine it exploding again. And once that happens, now imagine what color would you like to be at? What color makes you happy? What color makes you calm? Okay? And each color is a different kind of, not only vibration, but it has a different kind of consciousness. So you can start to play with that, and you go, okay, I think I'll be at a sky blue. And just decide you're vibrating at sky blue at the top of your head. And notice how the energy changes. Okay? So this is, uh, this is the beginning of using your imagination, working with energy to transform not only your life, but you can transform the lives of people you relate with, transform the energy of the world. This is the beginning of healing. It's all energy. And as you start to use your imagination, notice as a child, you could just imagine anything. There's no holds bar because it's imagination. You don't have to have proof. You don't have to you know, explain it. You just imagine it. I'm imagining I'm floating in the sky. I'm imagining I'm sleeping on a cloud. You can do anything with your imagination. You want to start to give that back to yourself, that imagination to be able to do anything. This is where your inner power comes from. Yes. And um, one of the things I wanted to mention before we go on break, which we're about to do, is um, on the break, you might want to go online and take a look at our brand new website, www.michaeltamura.com. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Don't you just wish sometimes that life could come with a do-over button? We'd probably use it a lot more than we think. What if there was one do-over button you could use each week? Make that place the Voice America Empowerment Channel for Code to Grace, the empowered women's guide to life with host Marilyn Mosier. Marilyn and her guests will help you find the key to break free from the chains of your life and start anew. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's time to live the life of inner peace that you deserve. Tune in every week for Sacred Exploration with host Lisa Tremont Oda. You can discover the you that has been kept hidden all this time. Show off your personal gifts to the world. Lisa and her guests will combine health and spirituality to bring you the experience that you've been waiting for. You'll enjoy this journey every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's sure to be a nourishing experience. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Oh, it's great to have you back to Living the Miracle. If you're joining us now, we've been talking about everything in our lives and in the world being energy and that we can learn to work with everything and every situation and condition as energy. So I wanted to start this section with a little story, which um, is one of my ways of teaching about things. But um, I know that a lot of you have had this experience and might not have even known it. And that is our sensitivity to other people and how much we're aware of where other people are. Now, this story happened not too far off from the time period I experienced the um, the police uh, speed gun story um, that I told you in the earlier segment. And I was working for a plumbing wholesale warehouse, very, you know, kind of tedious, boring work, and I had computer problems on this particular day. So we called our regular computer guy to call in, to come in. And um, I didn't really like it when he was there because I felt kind of uncomfortable when he was there, and not because he wasn't friendly or anything, but this time I decided to really have my space. I, I grounded myself just like the way Michael was talking about it the last section. I grounded myself, and um, another thing I did was I brought my energy field in around me, so I was in my own space. And I just decided to be an observer of myself while this person was in our office because he had to sit right next to me to work on my computer. And this is the days when it was a very different computer setup as it is now because it was, again, the 1980s. So he comes in and sits down. And I remember as he was walking around the counter to come back to the room where I was working, I started hearing this sort of mantra in my head that I didn't have until he started approaching me. And that mantra sounded like this. I hate myself. 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 And he came around behind me and sat down. And the entire time he was there, while I was conducting other paperwork and work and staying out of his space so he could do his work, that mantra continued He finished the work in about 45 minutes, got up, and as he left and started walking out of the room and out of the building, that mantra sound that was coming, I realized from him, faded away. It was 
one of the most eye-opening experiences I've ever had, and I it made me realize how many times when I felt unhappy or even nervous or um, like I was getting sick all of a sudden when I'm around other people is that I'm actually picking up on where people are, what thoughts they're putting out, and thinking they were my own. So then, what do you do when you're experiencing that? So I'd like all of you just to um, go ahead and close your eyes again, give yourself a deep breath, and once again, imagine grounding that tree trunk from the base of your spine, the first chakra, the energy center. It's about three-quarters of a inch above your tailbone, tip of your tailbone. And imagine that tree trunk going all the way down to the center of the earth and anchored in there. Now, as you just relax, just let go. Okay. What happens when you let go without even thinking of what to let go of, it's just you're letting go, meaning letting everything be as it is. Then what happens if you're grounded and you do that is any energies that you pick up that's not yours, that you're holding around, carrying around within your mind, you let go and it just starts to fall off of you. But your own energy, well, it's part of you. So no matter how much you let go or you let yourself be, it's just going to be more prominent, uh, your own energy and the own vibration. The way I talk about that is when you're releasing down the grounding cord, um, you're never going to lose your energy. It's It would be like imagining a bathtub going down its own drain. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, you're the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, as you're grounded, and uh, some of you were uh, with us on the episode where we taught you how to run the cosmic and earth energies, you can even do that. But for right now, just imagine the earth energy coming up from your feet, going to the first chakra, the same place where your grounding is, and then the cosmic energy coming down from your crown chakra at the top of your head, coming down the back and mixing with the earth energy, and then about 85% cosmic and 15% earth energy goes up from the first chakra up to the crown chakra through all the chakras and out like a beautiful fountain. And it also goes across the shoulders, down the arms, and out the hands. And don't worry about the specifics and the details. Over the course of our many episodes, we'll touch upon this over and over, and you'll start to pick it up more and more in detail. But when you're first starting, it's just fine once the energy's starting to go. So as you give yourself a deep breath, and just be, imagine being in the center of your head, And so think about uh, this past few days or past week or so, if you had a run-in with somebody, you know, where you got upset or somebody just bothered you a lot or you got disturbed by someone else's presence or their actions or behavior or even something that just really got to you at your work or whatever the case might be. Or you have someone with a mantra. Yeah, in your your life going, I hate myself or I hate you or whatever the case might be. And or somebody who's perpetually grouchy or angry, unhappy, and you have to work with them or you're around them a lot. Just pick somebody and pick an instance where you you got into a run-in with somebody. And okay, now imagine that rose. Imagine a picture of a rose out in front of you, about a foot out in front of your forehead. And now imagine a picture of that person 
that you had trouble with in the last you know few days or whatever ah just imagine that person the way you see that person and everything and just put that person's image that you imagined into that rose just stick it in and you're sitting back in the center of your head and just decide to be neutral that you can let it be if you find anger or upset or or sadness or uh, fear anything in relationship to this person's image just let that all come out just let it be don't try to stop it or change it or get rid of it or anything just let it come out the more you're grounded the more you let things be all that's not yours will naturally come out of you come out of your mind your space and just let it decide just you're going to let it come out and go into that rose where that image is and just imagine you can see the energy moving out of your space and going into that rose that rose for this process serves as a sp- different space that you can identify and just go okay i'm just going to let this energy go into that rose and then just consciously make a decision that any of this person's energy that you took on and you've been trying to solve just decide i don't have to solve this person's energy no matter how good or bad or anything that energy is i don't have to take responsibility for it i don't have to change it i don't have to solve it i don't even have to try to get rid of it i can just let it be and as you decide i can just let it be i'm not going to hold on to it anymore because if you're trying to solve it you're holding on to it so you decide i'm not going to solve it i'm just going to let it be let it go let that energy go all that person's energy that you've been carrying around since this situation happened if you're still carrying some of it around just let it all go into that rose and just see how much energy is coming out for some of you it's just a tiny bit for some others of you it's Uh, a few suitcases full so it's all coming out and whatever the colors of that energy is does doesn't matter it's not yours you just put it into that rose and when it's all in that rose give yourself a deep breath smile and just be in the center of your head imagine being in the center of your head totally neutral totally letting this energy be the way it is and you're just letting go of it all and then would you just decide to imagine boom exploding that rose and all the energy and the image of that person in it just boom and don't worry it's not going to hurt them in fact it's going to help them because when you explode this energy it neutralizes all the energy everything's energy right it's just neutralizing it so you're taking the energy out of this negative form that you can't use and they didn't want and so explode it then whatever was their energy in a pure form neutral form that they could use will return to them so you're doing them uh, a great favor so to speak without them even knowing it all right so when you do that it's it's going to help heal them as well but it definitely notice what happens to you see if you can tell the difference once you explode it and let that energy go see if you notice that you feel different there's any kind of a difference in your energy now you can do that one more time imagine another rose and imagine that same person if you still feel like you have more you know more anger more upset coming out about that person and what they did or said or whatever or if that's all done 
another person perhaps that you've been struggling with. It doesn't have to be negative. Uh, you might love this person, and but you've been, oh, uh, what am I going to do about this person? They're not le- hearing me, or they're they're just you know uh, upset at me, or whatever the case. Or I can't get them out of my head. Yes, <laughs> all those love songs can't get you out of my mind. I can't you get you out of my head. Well, that comes from someplace. It comes from a psychic place, and of course. You know, songwriters, musicians are very sensitive. They're very psychic. And so they end up, you know, with with somebody who's who they can't just stop thinking about because there's so much in their head. So if you have that kind of a situation, positive or negative, just put that person, imagine that person in that rose. Ah, just this, decide I can just let it go, let it be, and then I don't have to solve anything of this person's, even if it's negative. Okay, and then once it's in that rose, just let all the energy that you've been holding on about this person and of this person, let it all go into that rose. Watch it go. And what's in there? Okay, now imagine it going kaboom! Just bright flash of energy, light and, and fireworks just neutralizes everything. And that energy... Any of it's yours will neutralize and come back to you. Any of it's theirs will go back to them. And just be in the center of your head again. Imagine that. Imagine being very aware. And the final thing, always, when you finish things like this, these kinds of exercises, imagine a beautiful gold sun above your head. Just this beautiful gold sun full of life force energy. Again, especially when you're tired or, you know, you just don't feel like you have enough energy. Ah, just imagine there's lots more energy. There's unlimited amount of energy. And you can just bring that gold sun, life energy, right into the top of your head, into your crown chakra, energy center. Let it come in to your whole body and imagine your whole body. It's not the physical solidity of the body. Imagine the space of the body. Even scientists now know that the body is 99.9% or so space. Just fill in that space with this golden life force energy. Give yourselves a deep breath. Fill it all up in your whole space, even your aura around you. And, And then just stretch gently. And when you finish filling up like this, always gently bend over. Dangle your arms and head and hands and just let decide any excess energy you brought in. It's just going to drain off of you. And then when that's all evened out, come back up. Ah, Open your eyes, look around the room you're in and say hello to yourself. Say hello to yourself as the spirit that you are, to yourself as the spirit that you are. All right. Then you can go ahead and breathe normally can't believe the show is almost over. Um, and you can practice this Blowing Roses tool and all week and see how you do. Next week, we'll explore how your sensitivity may actually be an expression of your power rather than a weakness or problem. Join us for Your Sensitivity is Your Power, Not Your Weakness or Your Problem next Wednesday, February 28th at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. 
Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.